going on guys your boy dj aaron alongside my brother as always antonio aka cornbread and we are here for another one uh, a very special podcast today Uh, antonio and i have been uh following the news for quite a while trying to understand all these different things that's going on in supreme court women's rights and we decided that we no longer want to speak on this because we are not women. <laughs> so I, Antonio brought up a great idea and said, we need to get some women on here to speak about how they feel, to speak about what's going on. And without further ado, um, I have my cousin Lisa is on here. For those of you who are listening, you will be able to hear her. But for those of you who are watching, you will not see her because, as she would say, I have COVID right now and I look a hot mess. So we <laughs> have my cousin quote? Lisa. Is that, that a direct that's, quote? Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> so we have Lisa uh, who is on here. Say hello to the people. Lisa, are you with us? I'm here. <laughs> that's how she going to do it. Okay. Fair I'm, enough. I'm saving my voice and, for the very important stuff that I have to say today. <laughs> I got okay, him. good, good. For the listeners out there, thank you for um, watching. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel, first Absolutely. off. Um, we have to call and assemble the Avengers today, man. Uh, I appreciate these young ladies on here today. We have different ages, different uh, races, different pr- beliefs, everything on here. So we want to get the whole gambit. So, um, Elizabeth, please, can you be uh, introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself first? Sure. Now we can hear me, right? We We can definitely hear you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're good. All right, so my name is Elizabeth Pollack. Um, I am an assistant federal public defender in the Central District of Illinois, which means that I normally do criminal law, um, but I am interested in this issue, and I have read all of the decisions, starting with Roe versus Wade, all the way up through the Dobbs decision that was just issued. So I've got kind of a legal perspective on it. Uh, lifelong resident of Urbana. Tonio is my brother. Known him Back. since he was 18 months old. Um, mm-hmm. Love that kid. Happy to do anything to express my opinion on his show all the time. And I got some. So I'm happy to share those with y'all coming up here in a minute. Thank you. Love you too. Um, first time uh, person on the show. Natalie, can you please introduce yourself and uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm 25 years old and I'm active duty military. I am here for my own personal opinion. I am not representing them. <laughs> put that out there before. Facts. Legal Facts. from the military comes against me. It is Facts. just my own opinion. Um, but I'm here. Uh, my parents have done a podcast with you, so they have introduced me to you. And I've definitely got a lot of opinions on this, on this overturn that's happened. And I, I think this is quite quite a monumental change in history that we're seeing right now so i'm really honored that you guys have me here today so thank you for that appreciate it now welcome to today's square podcast and then we also got another newbie on here Kristen. hey introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself um well my name's Kristen. i'm 34 in orlando florida i've been working in corporate america for the last 12 years um now I'm in a compliance role doing anti-money laundering and anti-terrorist financing, um, which doesn't have much to do with this issue. But <laughs> love to have a good debate in my household and all that. So I figured, you know, um, Tony, you know, and I, Tony and I have a good relationship. I thought it would be good to, you know, get on here and 
take part. Absolutely. And Appreciate then it. once again, we have my cousin Lisa who is on here. And Lisa, uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and, you know, tell us a little bit, telling the listeners, if you will, since you've been on the podcast before, but tell a little, uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself. So I'm Lisa Lee. I live in the state of Iowa. As Aaron mentioned, I am his cousin. Uh, I think that he invites me on his podcast as you said, because I'm very opinionated and I like to spark things up a little bit at family gatherings. <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> I love that. So I, uh, I work in corporate America also in IT, which has not really nothing to do with this issue at all. But it's an issue that is very, I'm very passionate about this for a number of reasons. Um, the times before when I've been on the podcast have been kind of related to health and wellness issues. And I see this as a major woman's health issue. So I'm very, very passionate about it. Absolutely. So, uh, without further ado, Antonio, um, uh, let's get started, but why don't you kind of brief the people a little bit and, um, let's, let's get started. Let's pick someone to kind of talk about well um so for listeners out there i'm gonna read um just a little overview of obviously uh roe versus weight uh just set some groundwork um on let's say facts because it's gonna it's probably gonna be a lot of facts and opinion so i just want to get the fact out there first on what what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and then we can proceed from there and um you know uh, ladies feel free to jump in at any time so um this case uh started with jane roe so in 1969 she was pregnant with her third child, all right? She didn't want this third child, but unfortunately, she lived in Texas where abortions were illegal. So um, she still wanted to get an abortion, and she took it to court, and the district attorney um, said that, I guess, uh, this abortion would not be um, unconstitutional. So when they took it to the Supreme Court, seven to two in um, 1973, January 22nd. So it's almost been, what, 50 years since this has been established that they have said that abortion is covered under your 14th Amendment. So basically that the courts can't tell you kind of what what to do, even though it's not a medical issue because um, she wasn't going to lose her life if she was going to have the kid. But she's still clear now um, over the past couple of weeks, the Supreme Court has overturned that. Um, I think six to three. I don't know. I was getting different numbers. Six to three. Is it six? Is what I got. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason for that. Okay. So six people voted to overturn the Mississippi law that was at issue in this case. Okay. So John Roberts voted with the majority, making him the sixth person to say that that particular law should not be constitutional. Now, he did not advocate the overturning of Roe versus Wade entirely, but he was alone in that opinion. So he concurred with the majority judgment, which was five justices total, three dissented, and Roberts is somewhere in the middle. Okay. And now, so the law is basically saying that um, we're not going to cover if it's illegal for abortion or not illegal. We're going to leave it up to the states. Am I correct in that? So each state is is either pro abortion or against abortion um and it leaves it up to the the uh, obviously the states and the um senates and governors all that oh this is where it's going to be a hot topic definitely coming up in the next uh political election and things like that so that's just a little framework i'm sure you guys have more um facts and opinion but this show is for you guys to express that so um let's start 
with the millennial. Let's start there, man. Because a lot of people you're gonna man, uh, roll the dice. You hey, roll man, the dice. We get so, bro. We're millennials out here. We get so disrespected, bro. So today we're gonna start there. So Natalie, please, um, you know, let us know what you think about that. I, I think for me the baseline is separation between church and state because I don't understand what is unconstitutional about a woman being able to choose what she wants to do with her body. Because if, where do we stop? If we start with abortion, where do we stop? Because then we're going to be able to say, oh, you can't change your hair. You can't go do this. You can't go do that. It just feels like, like the start of a never ending toppling. Like, it's just like a slinky just going down the street. It's going to keep going, keep going, keep going. I don't understand why someone has the right to say what I do with my body. You know, it's just, why would you want to force a woman to have a pregnancy that she doesn't want to have for whatever reason? Because the thing is, it, it's not just maybe she's choosing that she doesn't want to have the pregnancy. Maybe there's medical complications and that's going to affect it. And I've known people who've needed it for medical reasons, you know, a baby not developing properly and they have to, ha it's either that or give birth to a stillborn. What's, you know, you have. No one wants to make these decisions. No one wants to say, oh, I definitely want an abortion. Sure, there's those people out there, right? But like the majority of the time, there's a lot of pros and cons. This is a very serious decision, but that's for me to make. That's for the person making that choice. That's for them to make. And I don't understand how the majority of the people who made the decision to overturn this are men. They do not have uteruses. They've never been through pregnancy. They never will go through pregnancy. It is so hard on the body, whether you have a great pregnancy or not. Mentally, it's going to change you. Physically, it's going to change you. And I just don't understand. Again, for me, this is just the start of what I feel like is going to be taking rights of who knows what. Like, I don't know if anyone here has watched Handmaid's Tale. I yeah. watched it since the beginning tale, yeah. years ago. When I first watched it, I said, "If we don't start, you know, like waking up, <laughs> this is what's going like to be." This. And we're just we're just headed that way, and it's absolutely terrifying. Me as a woman, me having a daughter. I have a daughter, and I cannot fathom that she will never have that right. That she will never be able to make that choice for herself. And now I'm having to sit here, post on my Facebook and tell people, if you need help, I'm in a state. I'm lucky I'm in a state. I'm in Illinois. That I have access. I have a Planned Parenthood 15 minutes down the road. So I am willing to house friends and family and strangers alike if they need to get that. Because I myself have had an abortion. And it was not an easy decision to make. Luckily, my husband and I made that decision together, and that was the best for us because we were not ready to have a second child. We were not ready to bring that child into this world in a marriage that was unstable at the time. And it's not like we have the system figured out yet. I mean, look at the foster care system. Like, it is not perfect. So people saying just give birth and, like, find a family or whatever, there's still thousands of children looking for families and they age out or they run away. They're dealing with abuse. You do not know what you're bringing that child into. And I'm making that decision not to, first of all, because then I still have to go through the pregnancy and who knows if that's, that could be deadly. So for me, it's just, why do I not get to make that decision for myself? That's yeah. just it. I just don't understand. Um, and most of the opinions when I hear the opposing side is, it comes to religion. I'm not religious. I'm agnostic. I believe there's something out there. I don't know what, but I need some proof. 
And for me, I just don't understand why your beliefs have to infringe on my rights. Like why is it tr- like, like like why is it trickling down if that yes. is if that is actually the reason? Exactly. And it's just mm-hmm. again because I, I have heard nothing else other than the like the beliefs of between church and state, and that should be separated mm-hmm. completely. You don't believe in that, you don't think it's right. I feel that. I respect that. I don't have any problem with you believing that's not right. Don't get one. Don't get an abortion. You don't have to. It's literally an option. But I should have that option if I want to take it. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. I'm not the biggest gun fan. I'm in the military. I'll do it for my job. I think they're necessary for certain things. But at the same time, I don't want one at my home. So I don't have one at my home. It's but, just but you're like, saying, But you're saying like... That is your choice not to have one in the home. Yes. It's and not against your neighbor or whoever it is. It's your choice to do that or not. No, definitely appreciate yes. that. And I, sure. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, you know, I know that's yeah. not easy to do. So Absolutely. I think you hit one thing that I want to cover as well. You said <clears> that you and your husband chose not to have one, right? And some yes. of these states aren't even covering abortion under rape. They're not covering under incest. They're not covering under, obviously, if, if you're in a medical situation for the baby or for the mother. And these mm-hmm. states aren't covering it. So that's a worse situation than obviously you and your husband making that decision. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then my, con- go ahead. Sorry. my concern is also people have miscarriages. Accidents happen. And I'm so scared that all these women having miscarriages, they go in to seek help. Is it going to be looked at as a miscarriage or is it going to be looked at that they tried to abort their baby? And now they're going to have to go through all this trauma mm-hmm. of being investigated of like, did you actually have mm-hmm. a miscarriage yeah. or did you try wow. to abort? Like things happen. And sometimes miscarriages cannot be explained. Sure. Sometimes it can be, you know, it, you know, was in the fallopian tube or it just didn't catch. But even then where, where this is just like, they, I don't feel like they thought this through that this decision trickles down to so many other things. And it's, it's terrifying. What I, I feel what like I want to know, I, I, I just want to ask this. Cause I feel like it's, I feel like it's important for me as a man, Antonio, our listeners to understand the, the medical stuff of Planned Parenthood, like how that helped women in general. You know what I mean? Like, can, you know, one of you speak to, to, to that because it's, it's almost like, I don't know. I, everything that I read is just like Planned Parenthood shutting only, down. This only is reason down. men go to Planned Parenthood is for condoms. That's it. No, that's it. That's, that's it. Not, well, that's it. That's the only. Well, I'm sorry for the people that I grew up with in college. That's the so, reason why you go. But Lisa, please educate yeah, us. Please. Yeah, uh, there yeah, are a please. number of services offered by Planned Parenthood. Abortions are only a small portion <laughs> of what can be done at Planned Parenthood. In addition to birth control and contraception, you can go there for general health care. HIV services, they do cancer screenings for both men and women. They address fertility issues for both men and women. They do STD testing, treatments, and vaccines. So there's a whole slew of healthcare needs, not just for women, but for men, primarily who are uninsured or underinsured in marginalized communities that use Planned Parenthood for these type of services. These are services that in most communities we cannot afford to lose because we're going to be running around in communities where STDs are out of control because people don't have access to care and treatments that they need. People aren't going to stop having sex. And as soon as these 
jackass religious people who get elected. And I don't know how they're getting elected because I don't frankly know people who vote for these people, but <laughs> I, <laughs> they get elected, they make laws based on, and they force a, their religion upon us. I mean, are we getting ready to enter this, uh, an era where we live in a country where now we have forced religion, are they going to force us all to become Christians? Yeah. Because I'm not a Christian. I have no desire to be a Christian. I don't even know if I would say I'm agnostic. I don't know what I believe at this point in time, but I tell you what, the way that they force their religion and their religious beliefs on me, don't make, don't make me draw closer to it. Especially when, as a black woman, they've been coming for our rights from since the beginning of time. Like, this isn't the first experience as black people or as a black woman where we have our rights threatened. So we understand the fight and the struggle that it takes. Um, and I'm no expert. I mean, Elizabeth, from a legal standpoint, probably has a lot more commentary on what this means legally and what can actually be done in terms of codifying these laws uh, so that they, the Supreme Court can't come for them in terms of if we really could stack the courts so that we could have more Supreme Court officials uh, having votes on these things and that we don't have uh, Christian-heavy Supreme Court who's voting, making decisions based on their own personal religious beliefs, which is wrong. That's not how you govern a country. That is not a democracy. And All right. All right. It, it's, it's horrible. So it, it's, it's not just that they're taking away our right to make decisions about our body. I concur with Natalie in this is the beginning of the rights that they will come for. I hear, I even heard, and I couldn't catch who it was, but one of the members of, I believe it was a Southern state and some government official who was asking, why are we allowing a clause in this law for ectopic pregnancies? And they were trying to explain mm. to him that an ectopic pregnancy is never viable. So that told me that you're making laws and fighting for laws that you don't even understand the consequences of them. I've had two ectopic pregnancies. You want to know what would have happened if I couldn't have had the surgical procedure to get rid of them? I would have died. And then you yeah, know what? Would have died. Then yeah. I would have had two yeah. orphan children because I would not have been able to get the services that I needed for something that was totally not my fault. I've also made the choice to have an abortion because I have high-risk pregnancies. It was everything I could to get the two babies that I have into this world because I have hyperemesis. It's nobody's choice. Could I have lived through those pregnancies? It's possible. Would I have been so sick through those pregnancies that I could barely care for the children that I already had? Yep. So I made the decision that it was best for me and my family not to have any more children. I can't take birth control. So, it, I mean, I was young. It wasn't like, it's just... I get a little bit emotional about it because I, I am, yeah. I'm just blown away that we are actually living in a time where we're supposed to be moving forward and we're still mm. allowing the Supreme court and other lawmakers to make laws based on their own religious beliefs. 
It is complete bullshit. So let's, you, um, we're, yeah, and we appreciate that. Um, man, this is tough because, um, again, as a man, I've spoken to many, I mean, I, I mean, even my wife, um, even when they told her that she might not make it out of our childbirth, um, we didn't even know going in it, you know, all the possibilities and things like learning that stuff is, um, extremely emotional as well. So I understand the emotional part about, you know, when you guys speak about this and we, we do appreciate that. We want to make sure we let you guys know that, but Elizabeth, I really want to, um, I really want to get your take on things from a legal perspective, personal, uh, perspective, how, like how you feel about this as well. Well, legally speaking, um, what Roe versus Wade did was it recognized the constitutional right for a woman to choose. So it recognized that women could decide what to do with their pregnancies up until the point of viability. And it made that a protected constitutional right under various amendments, including the 9th and the 14th Amendments, what they call the penumbra, the right to privacy. And what the court held was that a woman and her partner and doctor have the ability to decide, and it's enshrined in the right to privacy, what to do with her own body. And what this court did was reverse that holding and find that rather than applying a stricter level of scrutiny to the women's right to choose, it found that the Constitution does not say abortion in it. Because the Constitution does not say the word abortion, it has to be inferred from the 14th Amendment, which is gives people the right, you know, to protection of due process. And then the court went on to say that the traditions and history of this country, which is where you infer rights under the 14th Amendment, that it doesn't include abortion because abortion was illegal for years prior to Roe versus Wade. And so it took what was a protected constitutional right of a woman to choose, and it said, we don't think that right was actually ever in the Constitution, and we, we think it should be left to the states. The problem is when the states get to decide, you have certain states like Idaho that have a total ban on any abortion, no matter what. And then you have states like California and Illinois, where the right to choose is protected up to a certain point and leaves the decision to the woman and her health care provider. So the reason why that's so unfair is because now you have women who, depending on the state in which you live, you may be able to access the care that is medically required for you. And if you live in another state, you can't. And what that does is it discriminates primarily against poor people and against generally people of color who cannot afford to cross state lines and arrange a trip to California to get to a place where they can obtain that abortion. And in six of the states, that now ban abortion that had these what they call trigger laws that as soon as Roe versus Wade was overturned, there's a total ban on abortion in that state. Six of those states make no exception for the health of the mother. So what they are saying is that whatever grouping of cells is in your uterus, if it's going to kill you, too fucking bad. Die. That's what they're saying. They are saying that it doesn't matter if you're going to die. We think that that grouping of cells is more important than you. And so go ahead and die if you can't afford that care. 
And to me, you know, the Roe versus Wade was the culmination of a massive women's rights battle that happened in the 1960s and early 1970s for bodily autonomy, to recognize the, the right of a woman to control her own body. And what this does is it takes the right that was enshrined in Roe versus Wade and it negates it. So now you no longer have those rights. So it is a reduction in the constitutional rights that women had between the 70s and now. Now it's gone. And there are very few states that now have the ability for a woman who lives in that state to obtain an abortion for whatever reason, whether it's because she feels like it or because she was raped or because there was incest or because she might die. It doesn't matter because this group of people has said in those particular states, they have decided that whatever that whenever that conception happens, Whenever a baby is formed by a sperm and an egg, that grouping of cells is more important than you. And so it's incredibly frustrating from a women's rights perspective, because a lot of what women have achieved in terms of equality, which isn't complete, but what we have achieved in terms of equality has been the right for a woman to decide, I can't have a baby right now for whatever reason. I won't be able to support it. The baby's going to be unhealthy and is going to die a painful death after a few months after birth. Uh, I was raped. I don't want to have my rapist baby. All of those rights are now removed. And so it feels like a big setback in terms of the women's equality movement. Legally speaking, abortion will be available in less than half of the states almost immediately. And um Thank you for that. Uh, Christian, I definitely want to get your opinion on this, but I want to interject with the male's opinion real quick. Women cannot, they don't have the life in their body. They need the sperm. Am I correct in that? <laughs> right, right. So I don't understand how this is a two to tango thing, bro. Like two women cannot, they could be the, the soulmates. They still can't create a child. Two men could be soulmates. They cannot create a child. So why would you only punish? And I look at this as a punishment. Why would you only punish one side of this and not the other? Now, if they came out and said, hey, uh, women, you can't have abortions. And then men uh, cut off you your right testicles. Sec- yeah. yeah. Or you got to you you cut off your right testicles. I don't know. Hey, pick the child one. support starts at the moment of conception. Yeah, p- pick one. There it is. Left or right. Which pick one do you want? I guarantee <laughs> They would be burning this thing down right now. We wouldn't even have this podcast. Well, and, so why is that energy not precipitated for women? Go ahead. Lisa. I think because this isn't just this, because the thing that you have to consider is, again, when I'm speaking of the man who's standing up there asking why are we having a clause in here to uh, allow an ectopic pregnancy to be removed, you're getting laws made, not just based on religion, but by people who don't even understand the process of conception and the progression of a pregnancy. They don't, they right. view it as a life and they say that they're pro-life, but the same people won't vote for gun regulation because they are not pro-life. They're pro-birth. And there's a lot of theories uh, around hmm. why now, and there's a reduction in the number of white babies being born, and there's an increase in the number of minority babies being born. And if you look at the statistics, this is a pretty high number of white women between the ages of 19 and 26 having abortions. So there's a lot of theories about why now, 
when there's an uptick in the number of minority babies being born in the United States, this old regimen of Christian white men want to stop white women from aborting babies because they are. Yeah, I've been. I actually been read. I've 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 seen yes. that. I've seen a lot of different theories, but that They're was one of the. afraid of what is happening. One of the top. Well, the browning of, of America. This is a thing, and this is something that they fear, because again, mm. most things, unfortunately, in this country, go back to the deep rooted racism that this country is founded on, and this is an attack on women, and it's not about life. They don't give a fuck about life because none of them are adopting children. None of them are taking care of foster kids. I bet these motherfuckers don't even donate to the shelters and the places and the agencies that care for these kids. They could walk past homeless kids on the street. They don't give a fuck if a gunman runs into a school and kills 40 kids at once. They won't regulate guns, but they try to tell us what to do with their bodies. They also like to control women because women are powerful and if they can put us in check i mean we're like we're that. getting out of control we make more money we have strong careers a woman is vice president we're out of control according to these guys we got to be controlled in right. some way shape or form and by trying to take our right to choose away and tell us what to do with our bodies is just the beginning of what they're trying to do to us so I think it's very important. I, I tried. To, I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all when Lisa got on here. She was. Go, she was going. She was going to go. Because it's so important to understand the root of where this is coming from, and these people and their old school religious beliefs. Half look. The half of the people who are up here talking about the uh, pro life and this, that, and the other, and they're deep suited religious beliefs they're getting caught having extramarital affairs where the fuck is your god when you're cheating on your wife i bet you if your mistress needs mm-hmm. an abortion you'll make sure she gets one facts that happens we've been reading about it me and antonio talk about it on the pod all the time <laughs> gay rights so many people get on there and they talk about all the uh uh, uh don't uh, gay gay marriage let's we're against it we're against it but then they get caught in the bed with who? <laughs> look at look at that guy who just got caught. What, Chris Christie? Uh, 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 there you go. It's <laughs> so hey, hey, always something. Kristen. But let's get yes, please yes, let's please. get uh, Chris. We apologize. Yes, yeah, please, please let us well, know. No, don't be sorry. I'm no, we're <laughs> get, we're getting everybody's um, opinion no, first. I, you know, Lisa actually kind of took the words out of my mouth. Um, this whole topic just it makes my cheeks hot and handshake it just it aggravates me um but one of the things to piggyback off what lisa said is it i wish like truly that somebody in the government would just come out and be like you know what bitches it's just about power don't tell me it's life it's not about life. It's not, yeah. i mean you're not wi- you're not willing to save mine in particular states if i have an ectopic pregnancy but you're willing to just like thrive on the life of a fetus who can't survive outside of my body. And the other thing that like incenses me, why are you in my doctor's appointment? Mm. I've I've never been there to ask what type of insulin you're getting for your diabetes. So why are you there? Facts. Like, why are you in my bedroom? Facts. And, and, and this, the thing that's so annoying is, is, is the, 
hypocrisy, the contradiction. These are the same people who are like, don't touch my Second Amendment rights. My body, my choice. I'm going to have my kids put on a protest in the state of Florida to take their masks off at 12 p.m. <laughs> because they should have a choice whether or not to wear them. Right? Facts. So you're not spreading COVID. You don't get you. Lisa said it best. They don't give one fuck about life. It's not about life. There's tents across America of homeless people. Lots of them are, you know, service members, people who served our country homeless. And here's the other deal, too. What I want to know is like what Natalie said, where does it end? So if (laughs) I mean, if you want to come into my doctor's appointment, well, then, hell, I want to come into yours, too, then. Yeah, we, we want to be in those private. Y'all y'all want y'all want to be in those private rooms when they when they shut the door. I don't want to be in nobody's doctor's appointment. I don't want to be in. I don't. I don't. I'm just saying, where does it end, though? Right? <laughs> I mean, you're authorized. <laughs> hey, and the, and yeah. the blue pill can't get it up. God didn't want. That's you exactly to. what I said. I mean, you want to control my it's body? Like that simple. I want to be in the doctor's appointment when they're prescribing yeah. your conservative, religious, limp dick ass Viagra. Absolutely not. Right. <clears throat> right. And, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It just, it drives me nuts because, like, you know, we're supersizing McDonald's. Uh, we're, like, 12th in, in yeah. the world for the for the most obese country. Like, we're 12th on that list. People are dying of obesity. They're dying. The number one heart, the number one death, like, cause in America is heart disease. We owe, like, a $9 trillion dollars to everybody else. <laughs> like. I mean, and, and here's the other thing. I read the other day that we spent like $105 billion to restrict abortion. But like for every dollar spent towards abortion, saves $4, right? So, I mean, do the math there. Like it actually saves you money to not do that. We already have an overflowed, um, you know, economy system yeah. with foster cares. Mm-hmm. And as Lisa said, that was one of the things that just annoyed me so much. You don't like what I do in my own life. That's fine. Ignore it. Turn the other cheek. Mind your business. Where are the programs? And I want to know. The programs for after you get birth. Yeah. There's no programs. Where's the money for that? Yeah. Y'all got the money to help these p- parents who can't afford to have these kids because you forced them. Yeah. Right. Fact. I just want. I just want to. Like. I I just want to start out by giving a round of applause for for this information that's coming out because boy, us men are dumb. So <laughs> yes, I'm gonna start out. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, for for generations. <laughs> For generations, I I feel like the more that I go back and I look at um, history, I go back and I look at everything that, you know, America's, we've gotten everything wrong. <laughs> it's, not, it's everything wrong. And this ain't no different. Well, so, I, again, well, I appreciate everybody's opinion there. Antonio? And one thing I have, too, though, so America's been America for, what, 275 years or 250? I don't know. We're young, though. We're a young country. So if we're still basing laws off of then and today looks wait to the what's t- what's today? June 29th, June 30th, 2022 looks way different from June 30th, 1902. <laughs> right? So Thank you. So why technology? We didn't have any of that stuff. Why are we still basing Why it are we still based If we can change it, look, they just change they change shit. If we can change it, why not change it? Like why why is abortion not in the constitution? Right. Do they have minorities in the like? We have to create no, other no amendments. We got to create other amendments to make sure we follow that. Go ahead. The Constitution says that uh, black people only three fifths of a person. Three fifths of a person. So if we're going off of original interpretation, and that's that. It, therein lies the legal debate here. 
because the people that did this decision are what we call strict scrutiny people. So they believe there are originalists, they're originalists of the constitutional language. So they believe that only the language in the constitution should apply no matter what developments happen, because that was the original intent of the framers of the constitution. Well, the framers of the constitution were slaveholders. So we know that there has to be some kind of societal progression and there and the people that are on the other side of this are people who are willing to read into the general rights provided by the amendments and say all right well society has changed now as a society we value these things such as equality so what the the slippery slope issue is the scariest part of this whole thing because there's an entire group of lawyers out there who are originalists who are original constructionists who want only to read into what the framers said when they drafted the fucking thing in the 18th century, right? And so that's obviously not going to work for us anymore, but there are still people and there's plenty of them and there's six of them on the Supreme Court, thank you, Donald Trump, that say that all those decisions that have read rights into the Constitution are wrong. And that's what Clarence Thomas's concurrence says, which is that substantive due process, which we have used for, you know, 100 years, to codify these rights that should have been, that should be intended by our our core values and our shared values of what America means, those are all invalid. And that goes all the way back to Griswold versus Connecticut, which is the case that made contraception accessible. So if you take away under Clarence Thomas's reading of the constitution, Mm. which he is an originalist, what he says is that the only thing that matters is what the framers thought so sorry about your fucking marriage, Clarence Thomas, but that's illegal now, too. Thank you for by loving versus Virginia. But he's talking about no right to birth control, Lawrence versus Texas, which outlawed gay relationships by saying you can't have sodomy in a relationship. They are dipping themselves into every bedroom. They are saying, you know, if this is if this is a religious basis, if God doesn't want you to do this, and that's hilarious to me. Because the framers also construed the separation of church and state because they recognized (laughs) that multiple different types of religions had the right to coexist with the same freedom as the other. And all the arguments about contraception and abortion and sodomy and gay marriage and all of these rights that they are now trying to say, well, maybe those rights are in question. Those are rights. The only person, according to them, that says those shouldn't be rights is God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this country is not run by God and Jesus. This this country is run as a secular nation by where everyone should obtain equality. Mm-hmm. And so the reasoning on the other side that they're and they're using the substantive due process argument to get there. But basically, they're saying, look, it it's going to be up to the states and. This is it's so funny because you could say, well, this state wants to ban black people from all public places. Well, where's that fucking right in the original Constitution? Nowhere. It's nowhere. We read that in to the 14th Amendment after the evolution of this country proceeded. And that's where all the rest of these rights come from. Because if you look back at what the framers did and said, they didn't have any idea what we were going to be like in 2022. So. My question is, now that we all, you know, we have, we have everybody's opinion, we know how, e- you know, each other feels, what's next? Like, what, what can we do? What can be done? Because there's a lot of people who I've spoken to who's like, 
Well, I mean, the decision is the decision. And I've also heard people say, and I hate, I hate this so much. If you don't like the decision, which this sounds so racist anyway, but if you don't like the decision, move like that's <laughs> I've heard that so much and it's so annoying because it's like that that's the same thing like go back to Africa if you don't like this go leave you know it's never born there but go back. you know <laughs> it's a it, it's that but like I think what are some solutions that you guys feel and you know Natalie look we can start with you maybe what do you think uh are some solutions and we'll move around and you know just kind of about about that what do you think yeah, um, I think it's interesting because there's what I believe, which is I, I think it's don't shut up. Don't stop talking about it. Mm. Educate yourself. Educate other people. Get involved in co your community. You know, I'm already planning to become an escort um, to help women who come um, to Planned Parenthood and protect them when they come so that the protesters, which I see outside every fucking day. We got Harriet Tubman there. on our line. Like, today. Hey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Help to, like they are. I was bombarded when I went. It's ridiculous. Like so, you know, get involved. Keep that out there. Put your money towards small businesses who are putting some of their sales towards helping local organizations that are helping to fight these things. Mm -hmm. um, and just don't stop that. But um, one thing that I hear a lot, which is almost a privileged thing, because as someone in the uh, who's in the military, I people say make your vote count. Well, I'll tell you right now, as 25 year old, I have not voted because it has not been possible. I have had to apply for an absentee ballot. If you, first of all, that's a whole process in itself, let alone if you actually get it, let alone if you're actually able to get it there. And if it counts, I've known people who did the whole process, did all the work and they sent it in and they found out after the fact that it didn't count because it got there late. They're like, oh, it didn't count. But from the military, anyways. are you saying from the, from, because you're in the military and you move around a lot, there's a lot of different steps that you have to take, even being in the fighting for the country. So you're yes. telling me fighting for the country. I'm telling you, this app is difficult. That matters. Yes, I need, I need to create this to app. Contact, you have to contact your state and then every state is different, whether they have an online option or they have an option where you take it to a local thing. But like Georgia, I had to like contact them, ask for a request. They had to send it to me. I had to fill it. Like it was a whole thing. I've never been able to vote. And I've known people who did everything. It spent weeks, months going through the process of contacting who they needed to to get it. And their vote didn't matter. So it's just like this privilege of like, first of all, I'm fighting for the country. I've signed a dotted line. I am government property. And I don't even have a say. And then I don't have a say in where I live. I have no say in where I live. So I am lucky enough to be in a state that protects my rights. But Guess what? There's plenty that don't have a say where they live and they don't have a right and they've taken that. And military does not do abortions unless it is med medically necessary. Um, but if that's the case, you know, right now there's talking about it, covering military members, um, being able to like at least apply for leave and they'll help, you know, cover cover the transportation and stuff like that or whatever. They're trying to figure that out. But it's just like, you know, there's all these things people can say, oh, you can vote. My vote doesn't matter. So, like, I'm trying to think of the things I can personally do in my situation, which talk to people, 
you know, get, not shut up about it. Like my social media, I am nonstop posting about it. And I don't care if that's annoying people because I don't want it to be like everything else I see on social media where it's on social media for a week, maybe two. And then everyone shuts up about it and we just live that life. I'm not doing that. And, you know, I've already seen there's organizations, you know, doing marches, raising money to donate to the people who do fight for all of this. And I wish I knew more and hopefully I learned more today or we're going to figure out more as a society and start to fight for it. But um, voting definitely matters if you have that option, but that's not an option for everybody. So I think just getting involved and talking um, is kind of where I'm at right now. Kristen, how do you, how do you feel like in, in regards to like, you know, again, you're in corporate America, right? So like, what, what can you, what, how do you feel about that? Like what, how can we move forward? I mean, on a funny note, I would go with mandatory vasectomies at puberty. That's like, let's start questioning. <laughs> I mean, once, once, you, once the table starts shaking for Does you it hurt? Guys, I don't know. Like, I'm scared. They say you need the, they say you need the frozen peas. You need the frozen peas to help you out. I don't know. Listen, get some if we got tampons cool. and pads from day one, y'all need something. I, I, we have a monthly menstrual cycle. I need more of this. Hold on. I need candles, more of this. So. I'll be able to give y'all the information on the next pod that we do in about a year. I'll be able to give y'all the information. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Kristen. I'm sorry. But, Go ahead. No, but I mean, but truthfully, let's start questioning men. Let's start questioning your doctor's appointments, what you're doing with your body. Let's stop. She should have closed her legs. She should have made a better decision. She should have done that. No. Like, it's always she, 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 she. But the reality is the mom is typically stuck with that decision, with that child, the burden of the emotion that goes into that. And like to the ladies that shared that today, I, you know, I mean, I commend you for that for because I, I've had the same experience at Planned Parenthood. You get harassed at the door. I mean, people are saying all these like crazy things to you after you've just sat at home, like by yourself, dealing with something, trying to figure it out. You're young, you're might've made a mistake. Something bad might've happened and no one knows your situation. And then you're stopped and like, it's supposed to be that belief is like trumping fact at some point. And that's, I mean, it's just wrong. And, and, you know, then you go on years after that and you're sitting in rooms where men are like, I would never do that. And I, if I were this, I would do that. It's like, okay, right. And if I were black, I would, what? Right. I mean, I'm not, I can't, you can't relate to that. Right. And, you know, but I do think let's start shaking the table. I mean, one thing about women is we, you know, it's we are half the country. So more than half. Stand up. And, <laughs> you more than half. You know? yeah. But it's like we, you know, we got to stand up. We got to shake the table. We got to put you, you, your, you know, health and body into question. And let's start doing that. I don't believe that women won't. You know, and, and the fact that a, the fact not not to cut you off, but I, I just feel like the fact that you guys have shared personal stories, right? Right. But the key word in that is personal. It's personal to get this procedure. It's 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 something that you shouldn't have to tell anybody. No. But they're making it to where you have to do this. You know, you have to do that. And it that's the part that kind of I, I feel like that irritates me. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm just saying as a guy, I'm like, if this is what this woman wants to do, she's doing what's best for her body. It's it, it, her, her mind, her soul, like all of it in, in, in one. And it's a personal decision that I ain't got no business asking about. 
you know, so what, and that's just how it is. What's crazy is we're the ones sharing. Right? Yes, yes. The women who are trying to fight for yeah. this. You know who's not sharing? The women who are getting it secretly paid by the senators, right, by the governors, right. because they're mistresses or whatever. Funds and everything else. They're not talking, but we are, and we shouldn't have to be. Right. But we're the ones fighting for this, right? But there are other women getting it, and they're not standing up for it. Like, I can't. And let's ask, and for, let's, let's Natalie, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Kristen, go ahead. I was going to say for Natalie and Lisa, like, I appreciate you guys because I did not come on here today with any expectation to divulge that information. I learned my lesson about 12 years back, told a couple wrong people and was like, God damn, I going to come hit me like the judgment. And then just the years later, you have to sit in circles. Right. Yeah. With people, oh, can you believe so-and-so did this? And you're like, I'm right here. Like, you know, yeah. and like, I yeah. shared this with you or. You know, I mean, I have a family member who just decided to be like a radical Christian. And, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I wish I didn't tell them. Like, there's so much judgment. It's, it's like so judgment. To, so much judgment. That, I mean, right? most of my family doesn't know. I mean, I have like a couple best friends. It's my insane. husband knows. But like, I mean, I'm obviously going to have like my parents. Have been on the podcast. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not shame. It's not shame. It's just I shouldn't have to divulge that. That's personal i don't no. you know people don't go around i had a boob job you know oh i got a bbl you know mm -hmm. like oh yeah i got a couple fillers here no mm -hmm. one does that mm -hmm. so why do i have, have to? to justify it though yeah. either yeah right she lisa like, oh this happened to me when i was that age you know yeah. lisa talk to us well Kristen, uh i think it's empowering that you came on and that we shared our story and that you were then you felt comfortable enough to share yours and i don't think that you should feel any sort of shame and anybody who judges you for a decision that you made with your own body for your own life, tell them to fuck right off because that's exactly what I do. <laughs> I haven't really ever hidden the fact that I did it. I had a personal situation where I had a couple of my kids who, as young teenagers, felt very strongly about being pro-life. And they were calling people who have abortions murderers. And I just looked right at them and I said, so you think I'm a murderer? And their mouths dropped. And I think from that point, neither of them would call them. So they would be pro-choice now because they've had some life experience and I've educated them. And I think one of the most important things to understand in the solution to this problem is that I feel like there's a just overall lack of education, right? Restricting access to abortion does not reduce the number of abortions that are performed. It simply increases the number of unsafe abortions that are the unsafe abortions are the leading cause of maternal death and they are 100% preventable. The, the numbers are there. 97% of unsafe abortions are performed in developing countries where there are restricting access to abortion and the care and, and the care of mothers seeking abortions. So what that leads to for those countries is, uh, look, I have the numbers here. 553 look, million. She's a numbers person. <laughs> <laughs> she's a numbers. Hey, we love facts. Look, we love facts. Those countries <laughs> where those unsafe abortions are being done spend $553 million a year for post-abortion treatments from unsafe abortions. So it's like, maybe we can speak a language that these jackasses in Washington understand. Like this is, this is not just going to be about more babies being born. You're pro-life. What about the loss 
the lives of mothers who are seeking abortions and they can't get the care that they need. You feel like because they made a decision to not have a child that their life is less valuable than a woman who makes the decision to have a child. In the first 12 weeks, mm. abortions can be safely performed with medication in the privacy of your own home. The truth is that only 1% of abortions are late-term abortions, and that's usually done when it is the life of the mother at risk. So all these people who are talking about women are killing babies who are that could be viable outside of the mother's womb, that's bullshit. That happens so rarely. And most pregnancies are not viable outside of the mother until after 24 weeks. And then even mm. then when babies are born at that stage, they have a lot of problems and it takes a lot of medical intervention to keep them alive. So a baby, uh, it's not even a baby. It's a fucking, as Elizabeth said, a clump of cells. And now a clump of cells has more rights than I do as a woman to, to make a choice about my own body. I think that we really have to right. move in a direction where we can start putting people in power. And it's unfortunate, like Natalie said, that all like voting, it seems to be the number one solution because we have to vote out this old regimen of old white religious men and then not let the counterparts of these women. I don't even understand a female who doesn't champion and empower women to make choices about their own bodies. I revoke all those bitches' vaginas. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how the hell they get off being a woman. Yeah. Hey, I'll take and it. voting take to restrict it. the rights of other women. Put them in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> like, how as a woman can you vote to restrict the rights of other women? Like, I just—it's unfathomable to me that we're even having to have yeah. this conversation. And I think the other thing, we do have to band together as women and as men. Men have to start speaking up. This is mm -hmm. equality, mm -hmm. just like when it's when we're talking about race, when we're talking about gay rights. It's not the issue only of the people that it impacts. It's a human rights issue. And therefore, <clears throat> all humans must act on behalf of those whose rights are being taken, restricted, and violated. We all have to get involved. It can't just be me, Kristen, Natalie, and Elizabeth screaming at the top of our lungs, fuck you to everybody. Everybody has to get involved. Right. Absolutely. And Elizabeth, um, for you, like, uh, how can, what, what can be done? So I've got a plan, actually. Um, That's what I like to hear. Approach. <laughs> It's a multi-pronged approach. Um, I think the first thing that people have to just acknowledge to each other is that this feels so dark and it feels so bad for us. Um, and I think, you know, Michelle Obama put out a statement and I, I loved her statement and it made me feel better. Mm -hmm. And it went on, it talked about her being heartbroken about the, you know, the rights of women being abridged. But what it ended with was saying, and I'll, I'm just going to read it. It says, our hearts may be broken today, but tomorrow we've got to get up and find the courage to keep working towards creating the more just America that we all deserve. We have so much left to push for, to rally for, to speak for, and I know we can do this together. 
And, you know, it, it feels dark. I mean, the last six years of our lives in America for people who value human rights and people who value equality has felt shitty, but the future is ours. And the younger generation is getting more and more progressive towards equality. And so the things that we have to do are number one, you have to vote. If, you know, I understand Natalie's got their struggles with voting, but I mean, voting rights are under attack. And the reason voting rights are under attack is because they want to prevent poor people and liberal people and people of color from casting a ballot. And so protecting the right to vote, mobilizing voters, whether that's volunteering for a get out the vote organization, going to the polls yourself, doing voter education, outreach, that's number one. We got to vote these people out because 75% of this country thinks this decision is wrong and a minority of people in power are able to ignore us because of the way that the Senate is structured. So you got to vote. Number two, if you got money, donate it. There are going to be people who need the care, Planned Parenthood, the ACLU. There's abortion funds across the country. Reach out in your community. If you got the money, donate it. And I agree completely with everybody else that said, be loud, talk to people, educate them. And it starts at the local level. You know, you can vote in your senatorial election, but call your damn school board and see what their health curriculum looks like. Call your representatives at the local level and say, what are we doing to ensure access to care? Because the thing that politicians want to get is reelected. And if they hear from enough people who make enough noise, that could be enough to sway some things. Now, it's not going to be overnight. I think everybody has to be patient because, as everyone says, it's two steps forward, one step back. But you got to admit that where the America is right now, as compared to what it was before the Emancipation Proclamation, when we were founded, when women couldn't own property and black people were slaves, we have come a long way. And you have to hold on to that optimism and know that there are most of us feel the same. And most of us are willing to do what needs to be done to improve this country, to make it what we all think America should be, that it hasn't been. But we share those common ideals. So vote, donate, and be loud. And remember that even when it feels dark as fuck, you're not in it by yourself. Um, thank you guys for that. Yeah. Um, I have two Definitely. things to DJ's question. Go so ahead. I have two answers. So one, I actually think this is going to get worse. Because now I think that opens the door for Planned Parenthood. Uh, that opens the door for Plan B to be illegal and um, birth control. They're coming for that stuff. It's my opinion of what's going to happen. So we need to prepare for this. If somebody said, I'm a, hey, I'm going to rob your house at 6 p.m., you think I'm not going to be home and the door's going to be open? <laughs> be no, prepared. I'm going to be at yeah. home. I got something for them on my lap. I'm ready. Right? So we as a nation need to get ready for this stuff. We just can't assume, oh, it's legal now. So no, no, they're going to come for those things next. So we have to be prepared for that. And then I'm glad Lisa um, spoke on calling men out. And uh, today I'm about to do what you just said. So I have, I don't know if you guys will be able to see it. But no, have, we can't see that fool. Hold on. It's a long <laughs> list of something. It's a long list. Look at this. It's a long list. And unfortunately, <laughs> this is from a woman who feels like they cannot say what they want to say. Mm. And that's unfortunate. So I'm about to read some bullet points from what she said, but the fact that she feels like she can't say something because there might be repercussions, right? Is a, is, that's a problem in itself, right? So I'm about to read a couple points. Um, a couple background 
on her. Um, she says she feels like she's a evangelical uh, faith. Um, she has a couple children. She's older. She's a female and she's a minority. So that's just a couple bullet points. She obviously doesn't want people to know who she is. Right. So she says <clears throat> the decision to overturn Roe versus Wade comes for self uh, righteousness place of a group of people who think that they have to impose their religious beliefs on others. This group called themselves religious and she quoted religious. Um, I make quotes around religion because they pick and choose when they want to apply this religious beliefs too. Um, she also says this group stands behind the thought of it's God will. And she has that in quotations as well um, for women to be pregnant, but it's hypocritical when it comes to issues that they decide to take the matter of um, take it in your own hands. Mm. So she said, if it's God's will, why does that not apply to women or man um, impotency, women who cannot give birth? You know, we have different things to help them give birth. Um, what about life threatening issues like cancer? If it's in God's will, why do we have damn near doctors then? Right. We might as well just live in <laughs> just, it just is what it is. <laughs> so um, I want to give a shout out to that, that, she, she's not a young lady, but I'm going to call her a young lady. <laughs> I appreciate you emailing me and speaking yeah. your piece. And like I said, she has way more, but I know we, we're kind of pressed for time now. But it's unfortunate that we have to speak up. And I think that's what we need to do as men. You know, these are these are our mothers, sisters, daughters, friends. Uh, you know, I got my sister on here as I've known for a long time and I'll die for her, too. So I want her to know that I got her back in whatever she needs. Absolutely. Right. And I got your guys back on, um, you know, coming on the A Square podcast. So that's what my, my final words on it. But I appreciate you. And and I just want to say, you know, um, again, speaking to that. Antonio, Antonio and I are two men who our whole goal with the A Square podcast was to open this up to everybody. And to me, this is the most important thing that we've done because we're giving people a voice and we're listening and we're providing that platform for other people to listen. So, you know, on behalf of the A Square podcast, we appreciate you all for joining us and spreading, spreading that information because we need it. It's a, it's so many things that, you know, that us men don't know. Like we may read some things. We, I don't know a lot about Planned Parenthood. I literally listened to Lisa say all the things that men can do there too. I only thing I knew was that's where we go to get condoms. That's, that's the only thing I ever knew. Yeah. And more than most people know, <laughs> you know, yes. so, um, the education is key and learning is key. And, and, that's where I, I, I want to say I appreciate I know. That for, especially sharing your stories too. Facts. Thank you. Yeah. I, I know this is a serious subject, but yeah. can I lighten the mood by one question? And I need oh. to, I'm going to take advantage of having four females on the podcast with us, man. So <laughs> from each of you guys, I need an answer. Give us something that's girl code. Cause we got some guy cold stuff on here, you know, like peeing next to you when you in the stall, Don't like do that's that. guy cold. Don't do Don't that. Don't do that. Don't. If you call me, like if Aaron calls me, like I ain't going to put the phone on speakerphone if my girl or something don't next to me. Like, come that. on, bro. You don't do that. There's guy code. So I need something from all four of you, you guys. You weren't supposed to say that to them, though. You were hypothetically. Hypo Air Force, hypothetically. Hypothetically. So what's something that's girl code? I'm going to take advantage of y'all right code. now. Uh, Lisa, what you got? Um, 
Don't let me go first, man. I'm so raunchy. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, you got to go. I got to see what the other ladies say first so I know Uh-oh. how raw I can be with girl code. I mean, like, because <laughs> you got to understand. So, I got Nat- Nat- Natalie, from, she's ready. Okay, Nat, let me let Natalie go. Since she's a... Listen, you okay. know I'm always ready. There we go. There we I'm go, Natalie. Down. Let's go. Give us um, one or two. Give us one or two. Okay, okay. One or two. Okay, okay. good, because I got a lot to say. Okay, <laughs> listen. If her makeup ain't looking right, tell her. Maybe she don't know. Maybe she didn't know she didn't blend all the way to the neck. Mm. Maybe it's not the right shade. Maybe it rubbed off a little bit. Just tell her, girl, you want to touch up? You know, your, your mascara's running a little bit. Don't let someone look a fool on purpose. That's so like dumb. It. Anything. Like their outfit, tell them. It's like, hey, girl, it's tucked in a little yeah. bit. You're going to untuck it. You know, just let them know. Okay. okay. And the other thing is, if you walk in in the bathroom, and you notice they're real quiet and there's someone in the stall. They try to shit. They try to shit. <laughs> if, if you ain't trying to shit, too, turn the water on for them. I was yeah. like, turn the water on for them. Go ahead and pee real quick and get out of there. They're trying to shit. Or go ahead and shit with them mm. and let them know it's cool. <laughs> but don't be playing this weird game. Okay? Yeah. Either you're going to shit together or you let them shit by themselves. Okay, right, I'm facts. so tired of people coming in and they're trying to wait for me to be done. Girl, I got to go too. Drop it at the same time. Let's yeah. just get it over with because I'm not about to be here all day. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's See, the this one. This is important. This That's is important. the one right there. This is actually the news right here. I love this, this is the news. <laughs> this is the real news. Uh, Kristen, what you got? Man, mine's always the FaceTime. Get my one of my friends on on FaceTime, or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you know, something starts happening." I'm like, "All right, you by yourself?" Like before I call anything, they're talking about. They bring. They're like, "Oh, you know, I saw so and so today." I'm like, "Okay, well, I know she was with him before, but she, you know, <laughs> has a boyfriend now, and I know he's a little nosy, so I'll just always be like." Is it by yourself, right? Or, or are you with him? You know. Okay. And then sometimes the boyfriend will come here. Okay. Let's get to know. <laughs> we'll go oh, with Elizabeth. Elizabeth, what's up for what's you? Uh oh! Don't rob somebody. Don't kill somebody with you. We're gonna talk about murder. Because <laughs> we love a good murder podcast. Hey, that's a if, fact. If your girl's man is mean to her, he is dead. To you forever, Facts. and if he's gonna Facts. get back in the good graces, he's gotta earn it mm-hmm. and prove it. And if she is hurt by him, you kill him. I period. Like Emotionally, physically, well, whatever. Cut, with her. cut the podcast. Uh, cut the podcast. I don't want this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. your girls back, no matter what. Her chick before dicks. Okay, I like always. It. I love now, it. I love Lisa. It. Lisa. Okay. Big shoes. I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to keep it clean. Uh, if we. <laughs> so for the first time now, at the end, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to keep it clean at the well, end. Well, you think. Be- <laughs> it's because I went too No, because you, said, because you think people, this is a, a misconception that people have. You think because I cussed, that was dirty. No, I can be raunchy and filthy if I should choose to do so. But I'm going to keep it clean for the sake of you and the listeners. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, if we if we came together, we leave together. So we right. always had a code mm-hmm. that when we when I used to go out when I was young, bitch. If we came together, we leave together. And I can tell you a story about one particular time. One of my friends had left the club, and her boyfriend basically semi kidnapped her. And it was like four o'clock, and she was like, "You got to take me back. They're gonna wait." 
He was like, they long gone. The club closed two and a half hours ago. They came back and we were sitting right in the middle like, bitch, where you been? I was like, you had about mm. two hours and I was going to the police station. Because you, if we, because you that's how we protect each other. Mm-hmm. That we have to protect mm-hmm. each other. Unfortunately, uh, no disrespect to, and you like how when people say, get ready to say something disrespectful, they say no disrespect <laughs> uh, to the men on here. But because of some of y'all got the rules missing, we have to make sure that we never do. So we have to protect each other. Mm-hmm. The other girl code that I would say we're showing here today on this podcast and that when I am past child uh, bearing years, I lost my ability to have children when I had those two ectopic pregnancies when I was in my uh, mid-20s. I was maybe 26. I could no longer have children after that. And it is still my obligation as a woman to all women who are my sisters to speak up on their behalf, because even though this does not directly impact me as an individual, this is my fight just as much as it is theirs. And, and that's, that's yeah. real live girl code shit right there. I agree. I love it. I love Thank it. you I'm guys. Gonna an- I'm going to give Appreciate another it. round of applause. For that Appreciate one. it, man. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. That was the one. That was the one. I thought you was going to tell the other story about your eye, but you know, I was like 16 or 17. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to. We'll, we'll continue to tell that story at every family gathering. Cause, cause it makes sense. It's like you leave, you come together, you leave together and you left and they left, but it was a rough, it was a rough one. Cause I was still up when y'all came well, in. And that particular, in that particular situation, the girl code was, if one of y'all is fighting, we all fighting. <laughs> yeah, facts. facts. Hey, y'all all won uh, today, but that day it was not a win for <laughs> for the family, Lisa. But listen, we appreciate you guys very, very much for joining us on the A Square podcast. Uh, Antonio, anything left for you, brother? No, nah, man, I love all y'all, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, and if y'all ever want to come back on, uh, y'all got us email, contact, whatever. We love, uh, especially female opinions. Like I said, we've been doing this for three years and me and Aaron, we go back and forth. We don't agree on a lot of stuff, but when we agree on certain things, we, we love different opinions, right? So this is, this is definitely one. So I think we should, we, we should title this role, role versus everyone. That's what we should title there, there this, you man, go. because this, this is, a, this isn't going to end, right? So like right. we're going to continue talking about the subject. So thank you guys again. No doubt. So with that being Thanks said, having, no absolutely. Yeah. So with that being said, it's the A-Square podcast, and we are out of here. You guys enjoy the rest of your night and your weekend, Mm -hmm. and we're going to keep up the fight. Thank you. Thank you.